People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right, it's episode 42. Can you believe we've been doing 42 of these already now? No. No, I cannot. It seems like you just started in one way. In another way, it seems like a long time ago we started this. But 42, that's a lot. In 10 more episodes, we're going to do like a, I don't know, like a party giveaway contest. Oh, we are? Yeah, end of the year. We've done a full year at that point. One whole year. Cool. I didn't know that. You hadn't told me that yet. I was thinking about looking up the stats to see who the the best uh, viewed uh, guest was and give them prizes or maybe, oh. yeah, do something. Cool. And then have uh, listeners write in or play a game or do something or email me or whatever and give away different things. That would be fun. Yeah. Get to it. Today <laughs> I was thinking about... Uh, Doing, talking about our upside down straitjacket escape. Uh, there's things in magic that just to me seems like, I don't know, pinnacles, building blocks, uh, the things that you you strive to get to that level. Boy, I want to be able to make a motorcycle appear. I'd like to make a car disappear or appear. I want to do an upside down straitjacket escape. Just some of them seem really far out of reach. But they're on your bucket list. I do have a thing. I do have a bucket list a of magic, magic I want to do. Magic bucket list. Um, today we're going to talk about the straight jacket, but I also have things that I haven't knocked off my bucket list yet. I want to do a blindfolded drive. That scares me. On but my yeah. motorcycle. Oh, you have not said motorcycle before. And I want to do an underwater escape. That's two others that I really want to check off the list. But underwater escape, I mean, we have the GoPro now, so we can have footage under the water and above the water, which is a plus. It's just uh-huh. good. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to go to your parents' house and just do it in the swimming pool. Right. I, I kind of want to do it at a big public. Right. Okay. But then you have to have people signing off and everything. And I don't know how many people are willing to do it. I mean, without a full... TV crew and publicity behind you. Right. In case you lose your life, well, they got good publicity from it, but <laughs> it's anyway, just me and you. I'm still working on the logistics of it. It's a bucket list thing. Yeah. But um, my upside down straight jacket escape. I got a straight jacket when I was 18 years old. Uh, a magician wanting to be like Harry Houdini. I got it used. It's a canvas straight jacket. It's still hanging in my magic room. Now I have two of them. And it's not a trick one either. No, there's nothing gimmicked about it at all. It's uh, it's canvas, leather straps, and metal buckles. Um, you guys listening to this, I, I don't know. Heck, I'll, I'll reveal a secret to you. What, what do you look for in a in a trick straight jacket? Collars so wide you can drive a car through them. Yeah. Number one. Um, reach inside the arms of the straight jacket and there'll be levers where you can pull that to get slack. That's number two. I didn't know about that. Um, some of them, like comedy straight jackets, it's just Velcroed in the front. <laughs> so yeah. they can get out within like six seconds. They walk behind a curtain and it just, they're out. Wow. 
Um, but anyway, anyway, mine is legit. Mine's, you know, whatever. And um, I used to just have my next door neighbors up and down the street tie me up. I'd walk to the neighbor's house and say, hey, I got this. Can you tie me up? And I did it at a finale at county fairs when I was real young. And I really thought I had something. But when I got the idea to do the upside down straight jacket escape, how did I spring that on you? I was with you. How did I spring that on you? How did I? I don't remember when you told me you wanted to do it, but I know I was worried at first. But then you explained it to me, and I was like, okay. Really, my worry wasn't you getting out. My worry was you falling. The, you know, I wasn't worried about you not being able to get out of the straitjacket and, like, embarrassing yourself not being able to get out. That would it be was, embarrassing. It was the fact of you're hanging from your ankles upside down really high up off the ground. What happens if something breaks and you just come up crashing down that scared me but once you explained it to me I was more comfortable with it but I wasn't comfortable enough to to be the one to to do the chains on your ankles I didn't want to be the one responsible for that well you were saying you were saying about you weren't worried about me getting out that was on my mind I was worried about getting out I can get out of a straitjacket, yes. Now, add the pressure of 300 people looking at me doing it upside down with blood rushing to your head. Now add, I don't know, what was it? It was over 100 degrees that day. It was stupid humid. Yeah, it was really hot. That causes things to swell. I don't know. My, I don't know. My hands swell when it gets real hot like that. I don't know. And I, I just never doubted you being able to get out. I, I don't know. Maybe it, it was naive of me and stupid, but I it, knew you could get out of the straitjacket. Well, and I did not want to use a trick straitjacket. If you guys watch the video of me getting out of the straitjacket, upside down straitjacket, um, I think it's just Wes Isley's upside down straitjacket escape. I think it's like nine minutes. But um, one of my old publicists said, man, you got to cut that down. That's boring to watch. You need to just cut it to where you're you're getting in, getting out, and you know. And it's like, no, then they don't know what I went through. Right. I had to get hoisted up. Uh, when the guy hoisted me up in the air, um, I was outside of the drop zone. Uh, since it's a canvas jacket with leather straps and metal buckles, I put a canvas, um, a not a canvas, a tarp down on the ground. And uh, they fenced off that area around the tarp. And when I dropped the jacket, it had to land on the tarp. If it landed on the spectator's head, it's not going to knock them out, I don't think. But it might not. If a buckle hits them, it wouldn't it be would comfortable. Hurt. It would hurt. <laughs> yeah. So when he lifted me up uh, in a cherry picker, you don't go straight up. You go up and outside of that fenced-in area. So when you're watching the video, you see me go up, and then I start swinging. And then you hear that machine going beep, beep, beep. He's bringing me back in over the drop zone there. So that's something that we didn't even think about. And the spinning. Yeah, I was spinning up there. But I knew this was happening. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're already describing the event. I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was doing a county fair, and I told him, hey, look, can I do something extra at the county fair? Because they booked me for, like, several shows, and they booked me for a couple of illusion shows on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were, they were spending some money, and I was like, I'm going to pay you guys back for that. Thank you for spending that much money. Thank you for booking me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a big straitjacket escape. I'm going to get the press out there. We're going to do it up. We're going to do it big. Um, we talked to 
it was a company called Gibson Rental. They they rent like backhoes and forklifts and cherry pickers. All sorts of stuff. And they helped out with the county fair, letting them borrow different equipment and, and rented the tents and everything to them. And I said, hey, can, uh, can I borrow a cherry picker for 20 minutes? And they were like, uh, what are you using it for? And I was like, I'm doing an upside down straight jacket escape. <laughs> and uh, they, I got to talk to the boss. I got to talk to this boss. I got to talk to that boss. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And eventually they just came up with a contract for me to sign where they are not held responsible for anything that happens. Um, you know, we're not going to drive it. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We, whatever. Pretty much if you die, that's on you, not on us. Pretty much. And the county fair had the same type of thing and signed my life away. So, all right, now we're good to go. Natalie and I, I tell Natalie, I've never gotten out of a straight jacket upside down. I, I think I can do it, but I don't know. How do I, how do I practice this? So we went to a local high school or elementary school behind our old house. Mm-hmm. And I just got upside down on the monkey bars. Yeah, and hung got with out. your knees. And, that, and you got out, and you're like, well, that's not... Well, you, and you figured out a couple of things to do in a different order than when you're right side up. But once you figured it out, you're like, well, that's not so bad. But the first time I was upside down, it was like, oh, this is tough. Because I had to figure a couple things it, out. Yeah, you did it the wrong way. You did it in the wrong order. You did it in the order that you're, you would do it in when you're standing upright. But then... You figured out you couldn't do it in that order, so you switched things around, and you got it. That's probably when I got stressed, though, worried about escaping. Because I was but like, you figured oh, it out. I know, but 20 years of doing it one way, and then yeah, having to change it up. But then the other thing you did, which was probably good, and it was a complete fluke. So it was a good thing there was this God watching out for you. Because you wanted to take a promo picture at the, at the rental place. Yes. Hanging upside down. Good memory. Yeah, and that was, it was a complete fluke. So you got yourself all chained up by your ankles, and they hoisted you up. I it was only like four feet up off the ground at that point just to get a picture of you upside down next to a sign of some sort. It was the big. It was a big truck that they rent out that had Gibson mm-hmm. Rental rented on it. Okay, and you uh, you were hurting after that, and you realized that you needed some sort of cushion more than just your boots around your ankles so what you happens hurt yourself bad what happens is uh, you know i was 150 160 pounds then and all that weight gets squeezed onto that metal chain on your ankles so 160 pounds of you know and me flailing back and forth is just grinding in my bones yeah um and that was another thing just the hookup itself no one would tie me up no one would give me encouragement how to do it what to do i didn't know how to do it right so i went to i was scared to do it you made me feel better and you know i was 99 percent sure you'd be all right but at the same time i didn't want to be the one tying up your ankles right because if something did happen i would hold on to that guilt for the rest of my life whether it was if you fell and you died or you fell and you were injured for the rest of your life, that'd be my fault. So I was like, I can't do it. I just can't. So we went to a a, a hiking store, a, not a hiking store, like a mountain climbing store. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I said, do you have any, uh, where's your carabiners? What's this rated for? And they're like, oh, that'll hold you. It, it'll hold a bus. That's yeah. the one I want. I want mm-hmm. the biggest one you got. And you got two. Yeah. 
And, um, and then with the, the chain, the chain that I had around my feet, they said that was towing chain. That was very strong. So I knew my hundred and say 155 pounds would be fine. And, um, yeah, so the day of, it was over 100 degrees outside. I'm in jeans, but I have hiking socks on and boots that go um, with, it was like faux fur on the inside that I wear in wintertime just to keep my toes warm. Yeah, and you put your jeans, you know, down around your boots yes. for even more on the outside. Layer. Yep, yep. And then I cranked it tight. And um, when the when the forklift or the cherry picker goes to pick me up, it doesn't pick you straight up off the ground. And that's something we didn't practice. We didn't know about that even in the promo pictures. Or did you help me with that in the promo pictures as well? I think I helped you with that in the promo pictures because they pulled you up. With so that's it. when we figured it out. Yeah, probably. So what it would do, if I tie myself up and lay on the ground, it's going to drag you towards the machine and then lift you up. So... It's not something you can do by yourself. Natalie had to hold my head and kind of lift me up as the machine lifted me up. Yeah. And she cuddled me, coddled me, <laughs> grabbed me as on my dissension. Yeah. And um, pulled me back out away from the machine. But um, my mom hated the idea. Yes, she, there was one person missing at that event, and that was your mother. She was not happy with you at all. I tried to help out. Because at first I was nervous, but then once you explained how everything was working and, and how you're going to get tied up and how secure it would be, I was all right. And I was like, you know what? I, I got to support you no matter what, no matter how scared I am. I, you need the support of somebody, so I'll support you. <laughs> but then I got more comfortable with it the more, the closer we got, really, because you did figure out this stuff beforehand. But your mom, she was not happy with you at all. She wouldn't talk to you. It was... She would not come to the event. When we, when we did see her, she did not want to hear about it. She... <laughs> it was radio silence. I would yeah. call my mom. She wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah, she was not happy. I had video of it, and she said, I don't want to see it. But, Mom, I lived. I, I don't... I, no. All right. I don't... <laughs> did she ever see it, you think? I'm not sure. Not, not with us. <laughs> not unless she watched it, you know... At some other point when we weren't there. But she wasn't happy. She was very worried that her little boy was going to hurt himself. And her way of trying to make her point was... I, I think in hoping to convince you not to do it, her way of of doing that was to not talk to you. So she, you'd know she was serious, but you still didn't listen. You went on with it. <laughs> but you know you know me enough, well enough at this point. If I get something in my head like that, it's locked in. There's no stopping me. Yeah, sometimes. And that can be so annoying on some things. Because some things, I, I tell you stuff and you don't listen to me. And then it's come back with, honey, I told you so. And other things work out fine. I th- this podcast, for example, I wasn't <laughs> against it. But it like it was, we need to do a podcast. Let's do some research. Next day, we're sitting down at the table doing a podcast. I'm like, what happened to research? <laughs> I did. I did my research. <laughs> but uh, while I was up there, you'll, when you see the video, there's a little boy who we still know. We still see him at the county fairs and everything. I'm getting hoisted up. Everybody's all serious. And it, like I said, it was over 100 degrees. If you watch closely, you see people, um, the flyers or the list of events at the fair, they're fanning themselves with it. It was super hot. And this canvas jacket was just brutal hot. 
Super hot and humid. And um, as I'm going up, 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 the little boy, you know, are you going to die? Yeah. <laughs> and um, actually. That's good encouragement as you're going up. <laughs> actually, I didn't know. That was a legit question. Yeah. And um, when I posted it on Facebook recently, like the anniversary of it, Facebook actually took it down and said. Um, Why? It was it was dangerous and um, unsafe practices. Oh, come on. And I don't know if it's because that boy yelled, are you going to die? Or somebody flagged it or something. I don't know, but they took it down. Isn't that crazy? Well, you have to try and put it back up again at some point and see what happens. I'm sure the other file that I've put up in the past is still up because I didn't get a notification that I'm taking it down. It's yeah. just that I re-upped it. Anyway, um, I, I get up there and I get to the top and he has to pull me back in the ring. And then I'm swaying and I'm I'm going I'm going three sixty circles. I'm actually circling. Yeah. And when I started wiggling, uh one leg was looser than the other, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Can't go back now. And so I just kinda flexed my foot because I wasn't gonna let that hoop go over my foot. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, one leg was a little looser. But I, it, the other one was so tight. I mean, if I'd have lost one leg out of it, I, I would have still been fine. And um, that would hurt your all life, of the though. all of this stuff going through my head, and I'm like, I gotta get out, I gotta get out, I gotta get. Everybody's watching, I gotta get out. It probably seemed a lot longer to you up there. Oh, and the spinning in my head seemed a lot worse too. When yeah. you watch it on the video, you're like, ah, oh, you kind of go around. Well, but... you get you get car sick, motion sickness, real easy too. Yeah. So spinning probably wasn't a great feeling. But then I get out, and it's like, yay, he's out. And then it's kind of anticlimactic because now you gotta lower the thing. You know, it's all done. Now you got to lower it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm trying to give my wife thumbs up and I'm upside down. And thumbs up doesn't work when you're <laughs> upside down. And then no. I'm like, all right, well, I did that and I had to turn it around to give thumbs down so she'd have a thumbs up and, you know, hey, I love you, baby, whatever. And then I try to put my hands by my side, you know, to be <laughs> casual because I'm cool, calm, and collected. But that means I have to forcefully put my hands to my yeah. side and I'm fighting <laughs> gravity. Odd. <laughs> real odd watch that for the video when you look at it you Try have your arms hanging and then your arms go straight up <laughs> you don't know what to do with your arms i wanted to put them beside me and uh, eventually i just let them swing over my head because that was more natural when you're upside down and then she grabbed my head and pulled me back and before i undid all my feet i just made the announcement hey thank you guys for watching i have more shows tonight and big shows coming up and Bucket list, baby. Yeah. It w it went very well. It really did. My very smooth and, and everything that happened beforehand was all good. God was watching out for you so that you'd figure everything out. And, it, and everything worked out the day of perfectly. Well, because it's not like you can ask other magicians. Hey. Besides the humidity, because you had like rug burn on your elbow. I did. I had real bad rug burn on my, I think both my elbows. Because I had to, you know, you have to pull your arm. It's forceful. It's not easy to slip your arm out. You have to really work at it. And, um, but I don't think I even noticed that until later on that night because my adrenaline was going yeah. so much. Yeah, probably. But, uh, I don't know. Now but, we got, yeah. Now we got to work on that, uh, blindfold motorcycle escape. I don't know. Uh, that unless, blindfold motorcycle drive. Unless you explain it to me where you're 100% safe, I don't know that that's going to happen. I told you what I wanted to do. 
We were going to do it. My motorcycle wouldn't start in no, Rutgersville. We're not going to do it on a motorcycle. You were not going to do it in a motorcycle. Yeah. This motorcycle part is new. No, we were going to do it. No, in- it was in a car where you had metal all the way around you and some sort of protection. It was no motorcycle <laughs> blind drive. We'll talk about this off the air. Yeah, apparently we will. Dude, it's going to be awesome. Anyway, because you've seen other... At least your motorcycle is out of commission for a little bit, so I don't have to worry about it happening this weekend. So let me, <laughs> let me explain my motorcycle predicament here. Um, I, I dated other girls in the past. It doesn't need explaining. It does. It, just, it, it does. Just, it's, it's all your fault. So uh, I dated... It's not my... I'm going to explain. Rude. I'm going to explain. That's just rude. I dated other girls in the past, and what you I tell people... You love me. You I, love this about let me. Let me tell my dad I'm just story. saying. And... Um, I would say, old girlfriend, hey, uh, we're going to the movie theater. Can we take the motorcycle? And they're like, no, it'll mess up my hair. Well, <laughs> then I date Natalie, and it's, uh, hey, we're going to the grocery store. And she says, can we take the motorcycle? I said, no, honey, we're going to the grocery store. We have to carry a whole bunch of stuff. But only for a couple of things. You could put the bag in front of no, you, and you, I could hold it with my arms around you. You would And you gave in, and we went to Walmart, and we got a couple of things. The, the problem you didn't like about it is when we go to Walmart, you like to go shopping and get more than what we were going for. We took the motorcycle, and you could just get what we were coming for. So there you go. I also had a Miata <laughs> when we first started dating, a small little car. Convertible. And uh, we went to uh, Northern Virginia and just spent the weekend at oh, spring yeah. break. <laughs> and I bought an end table that had magic cards on it and a whole bunch of stuff. We went on a shopping spree. And it was a good thing that table could come apart. Because the there's no room. The, bottom. the trunk, I mean, I can't fit in the trunk. I mean, that's with, how small the trunk with was. With luggage and the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you have a motorcycle or a tiny sports car. You're prohibited on what you can buy. Yep. But um, it, it didn't prohibit you from buying it. No, I bought it. I bought it. It's still, I got it right there. I yeah. can see it. Yeah. But um, back to the motorcycle. So when my little girl was born, Lana, she's nine now. Uh, she had breastfeeding issues, and I, Natalie, I, I tell the story that Natalie I thought was going crazy because she was twenty four hours a day and then pumping and feeding the baby and then uh have to clean the pump and then she had a 15 minute break and had to start all over again and i couldn't leave her if i needed to go get her something at walmart if i took the motorcycle she would get this look on her face like oh without me oh <laughs> so the motorcycle just set and the gas turned to amber and we tried to get it fixed and they did an awful job and now yeah, it's just the shop there. did crappy and I mean, they fixed it so it started running, and then it would cut off on, on you. And so you called them, and you're like, what's going on? And they're like, your motorcycle just runs cold. And we're like, well, that's weird, because it never ran cold before you guys, quote-unquote, fixed it. But now now and, we um, have twins, and if I had a motorcycle now, you would no, still but you, give me a hard yeah, time about riding it. but they it. told you to run it, and so you ran it every day. You skipped one day, and it wouldn't come back on. Yeah. But anyway, that's the motorcycle thing. When I get it fixed, I'm going to do a motorcycle blind... You heard it here. I'm going to do a motorcycle blindfolded drive. And you heard it here. He might not be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it. Anyway, anyway, we did a a live in-person show recently for... Finally. For um, Goochland County Parks and Rec. You heard me advertising it here on the podcast. And it sold out and then some... 
They mm-hmm. snuck a few extra people in because they were with the same family. Yeah. Everything was good. Yeah. Everything was fine. Yeah. And um, and they all sat. It looked so nice and full, but they were all... So they had the chairs all nice and neat and spaced out and everything. And people got there and they were like, they were like, you can rearrange the chairs if you want to. You know, you can, you mean, families can sit closer together than how we have them rearranged. But, you know, so then you have little pockets of people and it was... In the pictures, it looked good because these pockets of people were all together, so it looked like a real, a, a regular audience instead of all spaced out like they had them, the chairs set up beforehand. But it was fun. Everybody had a great time, um, and I think, I think people are very much ready to be going back to live entertainment. And this was so much fun. It was so nice to have a a live show indoors on a stage. I mean, we've done our shows, but they've mostly been outdoors, which is fine. If that's the way you have to do it, that's the way you have to do it. We will do it. But this was just like added fun for me anyway, that we were indoors on a stage. It was just nice. And um, I don't know. It was fun. Well, and <laughs> let's put it that way. It was good. It felt good to be on a stage. I don't want to get negative, but our governor in Virginia will not let us open up. It's no. just it's it's awful. We're now in what? March? April? It's May. May? We're in May. I don't even know what month it is. That's how it's crazy May it is. and we're still only allowed to have fifty people indoors gathered together. And it's our resorts are afraid to book anything. And um hopefully we're supposed to get a announcement in the next couple of days on what the next level is gonna be. And with this guy, I really don't think it's going to be, okay, we're open just like no, Florida and Texas and everything it. else. It's going to be, hey, we'll increase you 2%. Right. So. You can have, maybe maybe he'll go up to a full half capacity. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't want to get negative, but oh my gosh, it's dragging It's just nuts. dragging us because it, we, we just don't like it because it really, it really affects us. It really, really does. It affects our ability to be able to. Uh, provide for our family. And we're in a bubble. I thought everybody was hurting because of the pandemic and all my friends are hurting. But people, it's opened up enough that a lot of people are doing just fine. Right. But it's still affecting entertainment. Well, I talked to, I talked to a couple of friends. Uh, Melanie's husband works for the government and he's like, he's working from home. He's saving money in gas. The million dollar building that they had, they said they don't have to pay they might not even have to have that building anymore because they realize everybody can telecommunicate. He's eating lunches at home. Saving He's saving money, money in gas. Yeah. His paycheck hasn't got affected at all. Right. Erin uh, is the same way. Right. Um, she works for the hospital. So they're still making thing. their income, but they're they're saving money on top of it. So right. they're thriving in the pandemic, and we are slowly dying. Oh, man. And um, what else? What else? But, but I don't want to be negative. Yeah. If they just open this thing up, we'd be fine. I mean, we have supposedly everything's gonna be okay. But by the end of the summer, midsummer to end of the summer, I'd like it to be sooner than that. But I mean, that's what everybody said last year too. So, you know, it's hard to get your hopes up. And with this limitation that we have, we still have our phone ringing. Mm-hmm. Our phone is. I mean. I don't want to over-exaggerate. Did mm-hmm. we get like eight inquiries last week and today's Wednesday? 
Uh, you're yeah, you're exaggerating a little. I think maybe half that. We got four. I booked a couple. Um, I mean, each week we have at least a couple people inquiring about shows. A lot of them are for July on. We have a couple. We have a, a few things in June. Um, but I mean. It's nothing to brag about. Even even July on is nothing to brag about compared to our normal schedule. Four hundred shows pre- a year pre COVID. Compared to that, it is nothing to brag about. Compared to last year, it's freaking awesome. But <laughs> well, that's why it's like it seems it seems almost normal because our phone hasn't been ringing for yeah, a long time. But it's not um, anywhere near. But you know, you can't complain because it shows coming in. I just wish it was more. Our busiest week we ever had was 28 shows in one week, and that was in a, in July. Yeah. And this July, we won't have I, a quarter of that. No. I don't think so. Golly. The whole month. Um, but anyway, yeah. hopefully it gets there. Maybe once we hear the announcement, maybe it'll open up more than we think, and we'll get even more calls well if this if this guy opens it up enough i can call my resorts and say all right look the government made a difference and change it up and that'll that'll get us through the summer just with resorts alone yes if we could get yeah if we could get resorts back on the books that would be an amazing blessing yes it really would um so anyway if you need a magician we're just sitting here twiddling our thumbs. We're more than willing to come help you out. <laughs> uh, Natalie had her birthday since the last time we talked. I just did. Natalie and I. Did I give you a good birthday? Yeah. Quarantine birthday? Yep. On a budget? Yep. I had a good time. I went over budget for your birthday. Probably. Oh, I did. A, it's a, I did. It's okay. I like it. <laughs> but uh, she asked for... It was fun. She said, don't do a whole bunch for me. I just want a Wonder Woman DVD, and I want to go out to Cheesecake Factory. She didn't ask for a DVD. She said, I've never bought anything on demand. Can we just rent the movie on demand? I didn't know it was out on DVD, and I wanted to see the new Wonder Woman movie. I didn't know it was out on DVD yet, and so I was like, can we just rent it? Because we've never done that before, because you rent it, you pay pretty much, you know, you might as well buy the DVD, because it's not that much more. To you know, buy a DVD, have it forever, than to rent it. And I but, have over three thousand DVDs already, so I like DVDs. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was out on. I didn't know it was out on DVD yet, but I knew you could get it on demand, and so I was like, I'd really like to see the movie. So can we just rent it? But apparently, it was out on DVD. So Wes got me the DVD, which is even better because now I can watch it whenever I want. And um, and I wanted to go to Cheesecake Factory. And that's a little bit more expensive, especially, you know, nowadays when we are pinching pennies, waiting for the world to open all the way back up. Um, Cheesecake Factory is a little extravagant. So, thank you, honey. And I got my shoes. At Christmas time, time she um, found a pair of shoes she liked, a pair of slippers she liked, and she said... Uh, put these put these on my tab. We we buy each other. We have a budget for each other, and we know everything each other gets. Yeah. And she's like, get these for me. Okay. I threw them in the cart. She opens them up on Christmas morning, and she says, uh, <laughs> these don't have toes. Yeah. I hate these. Yeah. And she's and I'm like, oh, that hurts. And she's like, well, I picked it I, out. I so picked it out. Why does it, it hurt you? Hurt your feelings. 
And a lady from church came over like three days later and um, we gave it to her to donate to somebody at church. That's how much Natalie hated those shoes. Uh, I found a pair of slippers on Amazon and I asked her her uh, opinion on them and she ordered them and she liked them. Uh, another thing she wanted that her most expensive present, I guess, it, was it a tie for Cheesecake Factory or definitely more expensive? Uh, it was just a tad more expensive. It wasn't really that much more expensive. We but it was kind of an add-on at the last minute. We wanted to find out if our twins were fraternal or identical. Right. Because? Because they're die-die twins, which means they had a separate sac, separate placenta. Majority of those are fraternal. That's where die-dies are the ones that can be boy and girls because they're so you know, separate. Um, but there's a 30% chance that they could be identical. So you might as well count on them being fraternal. And then, but our boys have the same blood type, which ups the chances of them being identical, like another 5% or so. But still, you're really looking at it being probably fraternal. But they can't really tell you Unless you do this DNA test or you do a blood test while you're pregnant. So, so the boys are seven months old now. They're eating real right. food. Right. We ha they have differences. They one is do. One is messy as can be. Yes. One stuffs food in his mouth with his hand. That's less. Wrist deep. Yeah. And the other. Has it sometimes literally from the top of his head to the bottom of his toes. It is. He'll pull his foot in his lap after he stuffs his hand in his mouth and just start playing with his toes. Because we have to get him <laughs> naked to eat because they're covered. Yep. Well, he is anyway. And we um, just get the other one naked because sometimes he can be messy. Most of the time, he's nice and neat. Doesn't use his hands. The only thing he has is a little bit around his neck. I mean, his neck, his mouth. And, um. Lana said she's anyway. not going to ever try to feed him until they get better. Yeah. Until they get neater. Until they're neater. But uh, what, is, what is their other differences? Um, one's messy, one's neat eating. And that's just, that could be anybody. But um, they, their shape of their heads are slightly different. But in, and, and their hair is different. A little bit. Um, but in looking things up about twins, a lot of times when you have identical twins, the only differences are the shapes of their heads faces and sometimes the hair i was like huh that's an interesting they say usually one has an apple shaped face and one has a pear shaped face but they're so, also one pound different so could right. that one pound make his face more round that absolutely it could right who knows if he could catch up but he never does they can they maintain that about one pound difference for seven months now but when we're going out and about you have a baby, just one baby, you get stopped. You have two babies, you get stopped all the time. We've said this before. But most of the people that you meet up with, you know, are they identical? And we have to tell them that whole big long story. They're die-die, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, well, they look identical to me. And people just can't, a lot of them, I'd say 90, 95% of people that we see, say they can't tell the difference. They look the same to them. And to Wes and I, and to Lana too, 
They look completely different. But, I mean, we're around them 24-7. They're not, they, I mean, unless you just glance in a room or just glance at somebody holding a kid and just take a guess because you didn't really get a look at the kid, you know? Or if yeah. they're in their little bouncers and you're looking above, down, like upside down, you know what I mean? It's, if you're just looking right at them, though, it's, you got it right away. Yeah. Now, you put a hat on them, though. Right. Sometimes you, you have second. to do a double take and try and figure out who's who. So I was just really, you get stopped how many times a store that you go out and you have to explain and you're in a hurry to get done and get somewhere else and you have to stop and be nice and polite and you have this whole story. I was like, I kind of want to know. One, just for me. I, I'm curious. I want to know because I totally look at them and see fraternal because they look completely different to me. But everybody else says they look identical and then you have that whole pear apple face shape thing so I just kind of wanted to know because then we could go out are they identical yes or no so we ordered the test and it's just little mouth swabs and you have to do two swabs per child and send it in and and wait and once they receive your test it only takes 24 hours for them to do and get the results to you and so I was checking every day to see if they received the test yet and when they did, I was like, yes. And then I was checking. The next day, I kept checking because I didn't know what time they got it. And I didn't know when 24 hours was up. Well, also, you're sending it to Canada. So right. we were worried it was going to take a while or get lost in customs. or Yeah. So it all worked out and we got the results. It was 150 bucks. I wanted to make sure they got it. Yeah. And our boys are identical. They, they beat the odds. <laughs> and they weren't just a little bit identical. The way that DNA thing said, it was like one in 10 trillion chance of being yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, like every every DNA marker was 100% match. Yeah. And if you guys want to see that, you can go to Natalie's Facebook page and look up, I guess, April is when you posted it. Yeah. And uh, she posted the DNA markers and everything as well. And it's it's interesting to look at and see all those different things about them. It's it's exactly the same across the board. And it's like, wow. And we told Lana that. And she was like, oh, no. Am I going to be able to tell them apart when they're older? And I'm like, you're their sister. I am pretty sure you're going to be able to tell them apart. I mean, I can't guarantee. But I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to tell them apart. And I told Natalie while we sent that package off and we're waiting, why am I rooting for it to be identical? I, I'm, I really want it to be identical. Am I going to be sad if they're fraternal? It's not going to change our boys at all. It, it's not going right. to make a difference. I think it was. I think it's because identical for die-die twins is practically a fluke. So, um, I mean, most die-die twins are fraternal. So you I said think it was it's more rare. It's yeah, it's, it's different. More rare. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the the neat part about it is, yeah, I mean, I think identical twins at all are more rare than fraternal. But then you have die die twins that are identical, and that's fairly rare. I mean, thirty percent chance. So. And our friend from high school uh, commented on her post. And said, uh, there are seven types of twins. And we're like, what? I thought it was just fraternal and identical. Yeah, but it was like mere she twins. Wasn't, she was and... a twin, so she yeah. slipped into that. And the only twins that I know, I don't know if she's identical or not. I mean, I know 
friends on Facebook, but I'm not sure if she's an identical twin or not. Well, see, but I, think, I, knew, I think she's got the pear and apple shape. She's more round face, and her sister has a thinner face. That's, and they're identical? That's the only difference. Oh, okay, well, there you really. go. But, see, the twins that I knew growing up, I knew of two sets of twins growing up. Both were fraternal. Mm. Both were same sex. Girl, girl, and boy, boy. But both were fraternal. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's kind of neat that they're identical. And plus, now it's, it's oh, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm dressing them the same, and it's like, it has more meaning <laughs> to dress them the same. Well, it's we really fun. enjoy dressing them the same. I we, love dressing them the same. Even before the pandemic, when we had money, we get the children clothes at... Once Upon a Child. Well, it's, what kind of store is that? It's, um... Like, it's not a thrift store. It's a... No, it's... It's a used clothing store. Yeah, yeah. But it's slightly used, and some of the stuff still has the original tags and on it. And they are it. extremely picky about the stuff that they take. Um, <laughs> we actually took stuff of Lana's to sell there. And out of a tote that was, I don't know, a 50-gallon tote. They took, like, six things. And I had that tote packed. And, and, um, and we we gave away and donated to the church all the stuff that had like a, a stain on it or you know food stain or or the tiniest little you know rip, pull neck, or yeah I mean if it had a a string hanging off I didn't try and give it to them and they were still picky they, they were, were like picky. this is out of season we can tell yeah. we know right because what? I had Lana in 2011 and now at that point it was 2020 right. and I tried to take it and they're like it's just it's out of season. I'm like out of season. It's kids like clothes. not like summer, winter season. Like it hasn't come out in the past two years. They didn't want it. And I'm like, and it's not really? like this stuff has dates on it. It's just they right. keep up with fashion and children's world, I guess. And I never knew that because I went in there and I didn't care about right. if it came out in the last two seasons. I was just, it's cute, you know, and whatever. So. And getting, but getting matchy stuff in there is next nearly impossible. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, so really, all the matchy stuff is pretty much has been given to us. Yeah, but for show clothes, we might have to buy matchy matchy. Yeah, and we got matchy matchy because they got dedicated at church this last week, and they didn't really have anything like church nice. Yeah. So we went and got. It's like a dress shirt and pullover. Uh, yeah, it's like little overalls. Yeah, overalls, but so much cuter than what you're thinking, probably. Uh, but yes, it's very adorable. But that's um, you know, it's fun to match them. I like matching them. I like you know when we're at home and around. I don't really care. I'm not gonna match them twenty four seven. Um, but when we go out for something, a lot of the time, I'd say ninety percent of the time, I dress them the same. Well, Natalie really took time with Lana. I mean, Lana always had really nice clothes when she left the house. Absolutely. She always had a little bow in her hair, and she always was dressed up. You know, it was her baby doll. She got to dress her up. Yep. And for the boys, it's like, they're boys. You don't want them. But they're twins. Let's make them look the same and get them cute. Yeah. You 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 still want to... You want to make them dress up a little bit. I don't know. And you leave the house. I still have them, you know, even when they're not matched, they're in good clothes, you know. I don't want them, you know, they got something hand-me-down that has a little stain on it. Well, they don't wear that out. Right. You know, that's that's for at home. But, yeah, it's fun. I like matching. And I loved, loved dressing Lana up. 
She was my little baby doll. She was my little girl that I got to put cute little dresses on and bows in her hair. Now she yells at me when I brush her hair because she has tangles. It's kind of sad. But anyway. (laughs) So, in other news, how are the boys sleeping at nighttime? They do pretty good. They make it around seven hours. Not last night, but (laughs) most nights they make it around seven hours from start of last feeding to when they wake up. So, here's, here's my dilemma. As far as me trying to work out, it's been hit and miss since the babies have been here. It really has. I've gained weight. And I, I work out. I want to talk about working out. I want to work out every weekend. I say, all right, starting Monday. And then it just fizzles because somebody doesn't feel good. You have to get school done. I have to watch the boys. I can't watch both boys. I have to feed the chickens and the bunnies and the birds. Yeah, and... they can't really go with you yet. Right. They, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm paralyzed. And I really feel like it's handcuffs. And when Jessica was here, I told her, I said, see this right here? I said, I'm stuck. She wanted to go out and do stuff. I said, I can't do anything right now unless you want to carry a baby around. I'm stuck. It feels whatever. But I don't want to take it out of my kids. And my wife stays up all night long and takes care of them. She is an angel. Uh, With Lana, she was kicking me in the bed and said, all right, your turn. But for these boys, she takes every shift at nighttime. And then I let her take naps during the day or, or sleep in late during the day. And I take them in the morning and give her three hours or whatever it is. Thank you. But I like those. That's a heck of a deal. That's a great sleep. deal. I sleep great in those three hours or two hours. So what I've, what I've been doing past two weeks is getting up at 7 a.m. and working out and going out to the gym and trying to get five miles in and walk the trails. And I, get, I do flights of stairs up to the treehouse and back. And Yeah. Been doing great. Loving it. And you know what? It's guilt-free. Yeah, I lose a little bit of sleep. But um, it's worth it because I get me time and it's quiet and I'm guilt. The best part, guilt-free. I, I don't have the kids that I have to worry about that I'm abandoning Natalie and she needs help because uh, everybody's asleep. And they um, usually wake up around and ready to eat by by nine. But because lately. my schedule is totally out of whack now. I used to stay up with Natalie... I used to fall asleep about midnight anyway, but sometimes I'd stay up till 2, 3 in the morning. When Tiger King came out, I think we stayed up till 6 a.m. because we binge-watched that together. Yeah, that was one one night, honey, uh, one night. We stayed up till 6 a.m. <laughs> we did. Um, but I've been falling asleep at 11.30, and by or 11, earlier. I'm getting a little boy tired. Yeah. You need me to do what? All right, that's it. No more chores. I'm done. I'm going to bed. Good yeah. night. I love you. Yeah, you're usually tired by like 10, but you like to feed the boys food, and their last real food eating is usually about 10.30. Yeah, so then I So go you usually and... feed them then, <clears throat> and then I get abandoned. Later. <clears throat> yep. But the other night, I abandoned you two nights ago. Yeah. I abandoned you. I go upstairs, and then I said, uh-oh, I had to do one more thing in my office. And I came back downstairs. Yeah. And you were trying to put the boys... Yeah, so after their 10.30 feeding, they eat real food, and then they nurse. And when they've been nursing, they used to stay up, but now they're falling asleep. And I was like, all right, well, why am I just chilling down here while they're sleeping? I could put them to bed and go to bed myself. So I was like, well, this would be a good time to start getting them used to their cribs because they've been sleeping in bassinets next to our bed so once they finish nursing 
I took them up one at a time so I didn't jostle them too much and hopefully they'd stay asleep and took them up to their cribs in their room and I put Julian down first and of course he woke up right away I was like darn it but he just sort of laid there so I was hoping all right well maybe he'll go back to sleep so I left him came back downstairs got Lex he stayed asleep just like Julian did all the way upstairs but the second I put him in his crib he woke up too so I put blankets on them. They weren't crying because I don't, I don't like, some people don't mind letting their babies cry it out in their cribs until they fall asleep, but I can't do it. It hurts my heart and it makes me want to cry. So they weren't crying. They I'm were one just, of those that don't mind them crying a little bit. And I don't like it. Natalie's babying them, but and you know what? She's been staying up with them all night long, so it's fine. Um, but, well, I was that way with Lana, if you remember. She started crying, and people were telling me, just let her cry it out. And I sat outside her room, and I was crying. I so I'm not doing that. So anyway, um, they weren't crying. They were perfectly happy just laying there. So I kind of cracked the door to their room, went and got the baby monitor, and figured, well, I'll just sit at the top of the steps because I just know something's going to happen really soon. And it's a video monitor. Well, they were, yeah, monitor. yeah, so I could, I could see them. And they were doing fine. They were just sort of rolling around, looking around. And um, Lex grabbed, I thought I had everything sort of further out of the way. And, you know, they couldn't grab it. But I was wrong. And Lex grabbed a little, um, it was a small little stuffed animal thing that had a rattle in it. She's in there and playing with him now. He grabbed it and just started shaking it and just having so much fun. And I thought it was hilarious. And Wes was down in the office, so I got up. To come and show him the video of Lex just shaking the crap out of this toy. It was hilarious. The next thing I know, I'm on my butt just going down the steps. And when, <laughs> and when something like that happens, it happens in slow motion. And I, was, I fell from the second step up. And we have tall ceilings. So we have 15 steps instead of the normal, what, 12 or 13 so a couple extra steps there to fall down. And when I was pretty much three quarters of the way down, I was thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I'm going to make it all the way to the ground. And I just went down. And I had tried to grab on with my right hand onto the railing. And um, I was trying to grab with my left hand on a step to try and grab myself. And so then I ended up just hitting my funny bone on my left arm all the way down on every single step. And we have wooden steps. They're not carpeted. I had socks on. I just, I don't know what happened. My feet just slipped out from under me. And so I made it all the way down the steps and I heard a, oh, and then Wes was right there. And he's like, what? Are you okay? And I, he was freaking out. But I think he was freaking out worse at first because he thought I had babies in my hand. Well, all right. So she fell down the steps in slow motion. I think it took her six seconds to fall down the steps. It wasn't. Oh, it felt like forever. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. I thought she was. I thought she was like throwing the boys' clothes down. Like, all right, they're grown out of these. It's a big cardboard box. I'm gonna just let it roll down the steps. And man, it. I, I didn't know what it was, but when she hit the bottom, she went. Ugh! And then I said, "Holy crap, that was you!" And I jumped up and I yelled something guttural. And I yelled so loud, my throat hurt the rest of the night. So I yelled something really loud. And I'm, I'm 10 feet from her in the office to the bottom of those stairs. And I ran over to her. And the first thing I thought of was, I heard Natalie yell, uh. 
Yeah. I haven't heard a baby scream. Holy crap. <laughs> There's still... a dead kid. There, we have a dead kid. Nope. They were still happy up in their cribs, shaking the crap out of their toy. And Natalie <laughs> is on the floor wailing. And if you know Natalie, she is tough. Uh, childbirth, popping out two kids, and gets back to Thanks, the room and honey. says, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take an Advil now. You know, and whatever. She's tough. So when she's at the bottom of the stairs, trembling in pain, I'm like, she's broken everything. <laughs> she's, everything's broke. That's what Lana asked me. Did you break something? I said, I don't have time for a broken bone. So no, I didn't break anything. And Lana, just... Lana ran to the kitchen, and I'm like, oh, geez, what is she doing? She got a Ziploc bag. She did everything right. She got a Ziploc bag, folded it with ice, closed it, and then wrapped paper towel around it and brought it to you for your elbow. Yeah. Uh, that was the that? thing that hurt the worst at, at that moment. My butt hurt. Uh, one of my cheeks hurt <laughs> on my butt. One of my the other the opposite like back of my thigh hurt. Um, the bottom of my heel like still hurts, but you know whatever. I'm pretty sore. My elbow is killing me. I can't put any weight on it, but I mean I can move it, so I know nothing's broken. But it's just when you hit your funny bone, that hurts to begin with. But when you hit it, I don't know how times. many times coming down the steps, you hit it hard. Oh my gosh, I was holding it and it was just shooting pains. And then it was like my hand went tingly and then my hand went numb. And then I got feeling back and it was just pain, pain, pain. And I mean, I was wondering if I chipped something, broke something. But I was like, I don't have time to have broke. I, I can't. It can't be broken. So it's not going to be broken. And, and I, I have to get up at seven. So I said, you broke? You all right? You good? All right. Night. Yeah. And you know what else? He said, would you like some Tylenol? And I said, you know what? Yeah, probably. And then he never got me any Tylenol. Well, the subject got changed and that slipped my mind. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, I stayed on the ground the bottom of the steps she for let me pick her quite up. a while. I was in pain. I just needed to sit there and let things calm down for a minute. I, I hurt. And of course then, you know, the baby started crying. So he brought them down and got them all settled downstairs. And then I, then I had to get up because he needed to go to bed and somebody had to watch babies. So. And the next morning we looked for claw marks on the wall or broken <laughs> spindles on the railing. No, I have a scratch on my arm, a couple scratches on my arm from trying to grab the railing and it didn't work. A couple bruises. You'd think I'd be black and blue, but I only have a couple, a couple bruises and my elbow still hurts to put weight on it. But, and if I carry a baby for too long, my elbow will start, will start hurting, but it's cool. And last night, I tried again, very carefully. I had no socks on. <laughs> and the babies actually stayed asleep in their cribs for like 40 minutes. So that was good. I told Wes I'm going to, hopefully they'll just get more and more comfortable in their cribs for that time. And they'll work it up so that they stay asleep till they're, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock feeding. And then once they do that consistently, I can go to bed after I take them upstairs and put them in their crib. I can sleep for that couple hours. But we're not there yet. We'll get there, though. She's pitiful, though. She's very klutzy. I love my wife, but she, <laughs> she, I've told in another podcast, you broke your ribs on a speed bump. Yeah, well. And uh, you, in the fall this year, we thought you broke your ankle because you slipped on an acorn in the backyard. <laughs> I slipped on an acorn that was on the steps going down the deck. You almost broke my steps. And my... my I'm glad I didn't break anything because I my foot went inwards and I just sort of bounced down on my ankle. 
down the steps. I was in the, I was in the work shed working. I was I was working hard. I was into something. And Lana comes over there and says, Mom's on the ground. Help! <laughs> so I run out there and you're bawling like you were the other night at the bottom it of the hurt steps. Bad. I'm like, oh no, she's broke something. I hurt bad. It hurt bad for a, a while. But how many times have you broken your feet? I have, had to I, have I have weak feet bones. <laughs> I've broken foot bones, uh, I don't know, two or three times. There's a stress fracture and it's all on my left foot. I think I broke it twice and had a stress fracture in it once. So I had a cast on it twice and then I had to wear a boot once for the stress fracture. I broke my wrist when I was real little. Had a cast on. Um had to, you know, broke my shin. Broke your ribs on a Broke speed my bump. ribs. <laughs> Hurt my ankle, she's, fell down the steps, you know. She's klutzy. It is what it is, but... But I love you. I love you, too. And I'll be there for you every fall. Thanks. You're going to be there for me when I'm old and all these injuries make me be in a wheelchair? When you when you break your hip, <laughs> I'll be right there, too. Thank you, baby. In <laughs> um, other news, our sponsor, Express Copy and Graphics, uh, we gave them our new logo for Wes Osley's Magic Life. It's a... It's a the logo says, Mag- Wes Isley in cursive over the word magic life in different color and then it says tv and podcast underneath and i'm in love with that logo I, I like that logo a lot yeah i think it looks good um and we're gonna have those shirts available real soon and it's in um, we're gonna have it for the girls in pink it's like a hot pink and for the guys in like a light gray so yeah. look for those and in 10 episodes we'll give away some uh, during our 52nd episode at one year so that'll be good that's one of the things i'm working on i'm working on some other stuff but tonight on jewel tv they're airing episode eight from season two called our gender reveal surprise uh you guys know the surprise is we had twins yeah and they're identical well we didn't know they were identical then not then but we're doing the promo for it and everything and it's like uh i didn't know that was an option yeah and then it's like Oh my goodness. And people are going to think like, like, like you had a squid baby right. or something. <laughs> what do you have in you? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. It's just boy or girl. What What are you talking about? That's all we were trying to figure out. Yeah. Is it a boy or a girl? And then, you know, our reaction it's is, so I didn't know that was an more. option. Yeah. But uh, Jewel TV is on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, the Jewel TV app, and tons of other places. It's in over 100 million households. And I got to tell you. We watched it the other night at a friend's house. He has Roku, and we found it, and found Jewel TV, and found my episode. And that was fun. Seeing, that was neat. Seeing me on TV. Oh, just you. Oh, just you. Okay. 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 I, I got was it. watching for me. You might have been watching for you. <laughs> but to see yourself on on real TV, that's not YouTube. It's not you know one of those you know whatever. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Jewel TV is awesome. It's free, guys. If, yeah. you, if you don't have Roku or Apple TV, Amazon Fire, get that Jewel TV app. It's absolutely free, and you can watch every episode. Like I said, episode 8, season 2 comes out tonight, but season 1's on there as well. So, check it out. See, See you, you next, next week. week. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Express Copy and Graphics. Mention promo code Wes Isley to get 10% off. Their website is expresscopy.com. That's X-P-R-E-S-S dash C-O-P-Y dot com. They do it all. 
Copies, banners, signs, vehicle wraps, promo items, practically anything you need printed, they can do it for you. These guys are great. Check them out. Check us out online at wesisley.com and patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind the scene videos, blooper videos, never before seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I. -E